Hey, Jeep junkies. This week's show starts off 2017 with a story about a foreign politician who had the granddaddy of all Jeep funerals. And FCA had a bad fourth quarter. We'll go over the numbers in just a bit. We're going to start off 2017 by answering your tech questions. We'll be giving you some Jeep buying tips, talk about proper soft top handling, and get into the business of switching trailer wheels to match your Jeep. And it's that time of year for all you Jeep Club members out there to send us your event calendars. It's all coming up on episode 262 of the Jeep Talk Show. Jeep Wrangler owners, when you're tired on the trail, chilling at the beach, or taking a lunchtime snooze, wouldn't it be awesome uh, to do on your Jeep? The Jamic is a hammock designed for Wranglers. Once installed, it does not need to be removed and is compatible with all OEM tops. Go to www.jamic.com for the biggest sale of the year. Coupon code JeepTalkShow for $10 off. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Are you ready? It's the G-Talk Show. With Tammy on Wrangler. Tony and Josh on Cherokee. So sit back. Strap in. And brace yourself. First week in G. Well, now this is how a Jeeper goes out in style. It's not often we hear about a Jeeper's passing, and it's always sad when we do. And there's always a part of us that likely thinks of our own mortality when we do hear about something like this. It's also even more rare when a famous Jeeper passes and leaves behind a legacy that we can all admire. Now, there's no written evidence of one specific former Taiwan Chai County politician who was an official Jeep enthusiast. But there is one thing for certain that we do know that he was very enthusiastic about. Because on Tuesday, the funeral procession for this politician featured 50 sexy girls pole dancing on top of 50 sexy Jeeps, attracting a ton of locals to uh, <laughs> stop and <clears throat> watch. Shocking. Former Chiaia County City Council Speaker Tung Hsiang passed away in December 2016 at the age of 76. His funeral took place in Chiaia County on Tuesday. Many politicians attended the funeral, including the People First Party chairman, the Chiaia County magistrate, various legislators, and many county council members. The funeral procession was several kilometers in length and featured traditional bands, drummer troops, and more than 100 imported luxury cars. And of course, the target of all spectators, 50 girls pole dancing on top of 50 Jeeps. The unique procession attracted so much attention that the streets quickly became nearly impassable, mostly due to the number of bystanders who stopped or came out to watch, take photos, or even shoot video. According to the deceased son's uh, de- deceased son, his father, quote, enjoyed a buzz, and he was hoping the pole dancers would give his dad a happy departure. Well, I guess we can all uh, wish we could have a just as happy of a departure. Well, Jeep has a bad fourth quarter. Fiat Chrysler U.S. sales fell 10% in December with only the Ram brand, including pickups and commercial trucks, posting any kind of sales gain. December marked the fourth consecutive monthly loss for the once-strong Jeep brand in its largest global market. The automaker said it had 192,519 unit sales in December, with fleet sales accounting for 19% of the monthly total. That's huge! Ram was the lone bright spot last month for FCA, with its sales up 10% for the month. Jeep sales overall fell 6.4% in December, despite monthly gains from four of the six vehicles in its lineup. Sales of the Patriot, which ended production in December, is being sold down. It dropped 37%, while sales of the Cherokee fell a massive 34%. For the 2016 calendar year, however, Jeep brand sales in the U.S. climbed 6.1%, its fifth consecutive annual record, and we're, and we're expected to set a new global record as well. 
Despite the overtones of bad news, this actually gives the automaker some bragging rights because Ram was the only other automotive brand to post sales increase for the entire year. Well, hey, I want to say big thanks to all of you guys out there who have helped us out over the years by submitting stories for This Week in Jeep. If you guys have a response or a submission for This Week in Jeep or a story that you think we should be reporting on, by all means, send us an email to info at jeeptalkshow.com. Yeah, well, that's an interesting way to go out. Now, I wonder if he gets the, 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 the dead guy and gets, the, gets to enjoy all the pole dancing. I'm thinking no. There's probably more interesting things going on, if you can, if you can imagine. Well, if he was, you know, up above looking down, ah. I would say the people on the street had a better view. I, Just me. <laughs> I kept trying to think of a joke about how, you know, if the audience would have been polled because of the pole dancing, but it just, it just didn't work out in my head. But well, I still had to share it. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, yeah, that's what happens sometimes. The Jeep Dog Show. It's not about us. It's about you, the listeners. It's Tim from Torrance. Hey Jeepers, this is uh, Rob from San Antonio, Texas. Hey guys, it's Cody with TrailChasers.net with another grand adventure. Hey guys, this is Cody from Indiana. Hello Chief Talk Show crew, this is FJ Rick. Hi guys, this is Joe. If a turtle doesn't have a shell, is he naked or homeless? Hey guys, this is Ron out in Arizona. Hey, what's up? Jeep Talk Show, this is Jason, Oregon Trail Off-Road. Hi. This is Jake from California, and I'm sitting here eating pork rinds for breakfast. Hey, this is uh, PAG Freak. Hey, Tony, Josh, Danny, Secretary Jake Collin. This is John, Runner in 1982, and on today's Radio Contact segment, I'm going to talk about APRS, an anal probe restraint system. No. No, no. That's not right. We love our listeners. You know, it's funny. John never does say anything funny on, the, on that one uh, Radio Contact segment. He did that. Comedy gold. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's very dry. Uh, but uh, anyway, speaking of uh, things that aren't dry, that's uh, Gina's cooking. You know, Gina from Nom News, and uh, she's done some uh, uh, cooking segments for us. And uh, we're going to have one next week. Here's a little, uh, a little uh, taste, if you <laughs> oh, that's funny, of uh, what's coming up uh, next week. Hey, Tony, Josh, and Tammy. Jeep Talk Show. It's Gina here with Nom News, and I want to show you all of my surroundings right now. I am filming some great food segments for Jeep Talk Show. Look at It's beautiful. Ure, Colorado. The Jeep Jamboree is out here this weekend. And if you can see up in the mountains, they're actually getting some snow. It's amazing. So we are here in beautiful Colorado. There's some great Jeep life. Oh my goodness. So I'm going to show you some of my great appetizers and trail food segment ideas. And I will see you guys soon. Oh, I'm jealous. I guess somebody I'm has jealous. to live that life. <laughs> it's not I me. I'm so jealous. <laughs> and the One of these years, I'll make it out to Colorado. That, that, that looks absolutely amazing. Oh, you ought to see the food that she makes. Uh, she's going to do another one of those things that just blew Tammy's mind. Cooking. How is her in, man not 400 pounds? That's, that's what, that's I, what I, I want to know. know. I think he's standing there going, are you done recording? Can I eat the damn sandwich now? Right. Can I eat the food? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, some of that stuff. And if you haven't been over to Nom News, and it's Nom, like nom, 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 nom. Uh, if you haven't been over to Nom News, uh, don't go. <laughs> sit like you don't to go shopping when you're when you're hungry. <laughs> Make sure you're eating something when you go over to Nom News because it's <laughs> they. Yeah, go after dinner, not before. <laughs> it's uh, they got some nice good food over there. I'm going to try some of those things out because uh, uh, man, it just looks like good stuff. 
Anyway, uh, coming up next week, we'll uh, uh, get a, uh, a little taste of uh, some uh, trail food that uh, uh, Gina does for us every so often. And in the meantime, we need you guys to tell a friend about the show. We're always looking to improve and expand the show, and there's no better way than word of mouth. That is, unless you can afford all that expensive advertising, which, of course, we can't. So unless you count the pics of the missing downloads we've been running on the back of milk cartons for the last two months, <laughs> that doesn't seem to be working. So what can you guys do? Well, you can start by telling a friend, or even better, hack their accounts and subscribe to the yes. show for them. What better way to bring in the new year by doing your best friend a favor? It's a legal activity and the Jeep Talk Show, going together like peanut butter and sardines since 2012. Especially if you're in Russia, right? Oh, jeez. <laughs> so uh, I, uh, I, didn't, uh, I didn't have this in the show notes, Josh, but we do have a new segment Oh, do that uh, Nate has done for us, YJ oh, yeah. Nate. I saw or, the emails uh, talking yeah. about that uh, a couple weeks back or whatever. Um, so, I, yeah, I didn't know um, sort of the calendar of how all that was going to play out. So, well, uh, we're we have something gonna, for Nate for this week or are no, we going to no, start only, that next week? only teasing it. And uh, just want oh, to okay. let everybody know that uh, Nate has uh, sat down and done a whole series on axles. So, all the that's Jeep awesome. axles. Yeah. So, we'll be starting those things up probably next week. Uh, that's the goal. Um, <laughs> I wasn't planning on getting sick. We may have had it this week, uh, but uh, just wanted to uh, make everybody aware that if you are curious about the different axles that come on Jeeps, Nate has gone through them and, uh, it will be a great learning experience, I think for all of us. Yeah, indeed. There's definitely a lot of information that goes around any of the axles in the Jeeps. And there does definitely quite a few of those that, uh, that we could find underneath any one of our Jeeps. So mm-hmm. it'd be good to kind of get the rundown and find out a little bit more information about that. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. You are indeed. And hey, you, I'm talking to you. Yeah, the one who's listening to the Jeep Talk Show right now. We already know that you're a Jeep enthusiast, but I bet you know somebody who isn't into Jeeps. It's okay. We know it's not their fault, and we're not judging you for still being their friend. But there's a good chance that they might like something on the 4x4 Radio Network, whether it's overlanding with the Trail Chasers podcast, learning a thing or three about Land Rovers on the Center Steer podcast, we're hearing about a new way to cook roadkill around the campfire with the 4x4 podcast. You can be sure we've got something for everyone in your life, even if they don't know the difference between a Wrangler and a Renegade. It's the 4x4 Radio Network. Just visit 4x4radionetwork.com. So, hey, guys, if you've not already noticed, uh, Tammy's not with us here tonight. Uh, she'll be de- dearly missed. No, no, I'm Who? sorry. Uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, she's not here for the show today. I'm sorry. I misread the oh, show notes. Okay. But she will return next week, and she'll be talking about her dreaded headlight flicker in uh, her JK. Uh, that's next week's Wrangler Talk. I'll be looking forward to that. And uh, I thought I saw I might have seen something in our Amazon You Bought What uh, lineup about something about a flickering headlight fix or something in the, uh, in the Amazon stuff. So maybe it has something to do with an item that was recently purchased. So we'll be looking forward to that next week. I think I read something uh, on a Facebook group that I'm a part of, a Jeep Facebook group that I'm part of. And I had no idea the links that Jeep had gone through on the JKs to limit the amount of power going to the headlights. Yeah. It's, it is amazing. Yeah, it's like, really? I mean, come on. Like, you wouldn't think that this is a, a circuit that really needs to be throttled down like that. But, it will, no, whatever. It saves, uh, you know, uh, half a 3,000 milliamps over five years or something. You know, all but the a, alternator doesn't <laughs> care how much draw it has. Well, it, it doesn't, it, but it, it doesn't does take more power from the motor or less resistance on the on the bearings or anything. If you're running the headlights and the heater, you know, it's yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, I think the thought was started. for Jeep was is that they were 
the the more draw you put on the alternator, the harder it has to to work, and that means. But that this isn't the Apollo more, moon landing. It's more, FCA. No, it is. Come on, we're it not, is. We're it's not, exactly that. I, I just saw that the other day. Scavenging for a half a volt here. Come I just on. saw that the other day. It was hilarious. They were talking about all those little microvolts and stuff, and it yeah. is exactly that like that. It's like they they've uh, they stirred the tanks on the JK. There's right. been an explosion halfway to the moon. <laughs> And now, oh, now we need a half a milliamp in order to get back to Earth. So. Yeah, will the will the parachutes deploy? Yeah, that's exactly. Go, I mean, that's a great. I love that. Is it is the Apollo thirteen mission? It's it's exactly what they're doing with this. They're micromanaging. It's literally micromanaging the voltage going to the yeah. the headlights. And it, I know when and I it first read flicker. about. Oh when my I first God! Read about this, I, I was floored. I was like, "No, this has got to be one of those like <laughs> fake news stories." Yes. Or something. No, somebody's. This is an onion type of thing or something. No, it's it's real. So we'll get into all the nuts and bolts about yeah. that next week, guys, and and maybe even a little bit of humor to go along with. Some it. some double E engineer came up with the rationalization of how this possibly could yeah. be right, and it's not. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, fake news exactly. So anyway, uh, <laughs> that was uh, that was fun. Uh, anyway, let's uh, let's go ahead and run over to uh, the uh, uh, reviews, Josh. Oh, okay, we can do that. Yeah, guys, you have been fairly busy this week. Uh, of course, you can leave us reviews on Twitter, Facebook, of course, even our iTunes, uh, our, our um, YouTube account as well. Um, but our iTunes is where you want to go to give us those five star reviews and leave a comment. Leave us a comment anywhere, and we of course read all those comments right here on the show each and every week. Even the constructive criticism ones, guys. We get some bad reviews every now and again. We're going to let you guys know just what those people have to say. This week's pretty good, though. Corey Stone reviewed the Jeep Talk Show on our Facebook account, gave us a five-star review on December 30th. And he says he's been listening for about six months or so. Love the show. Listen to you all on, in, on TuneIn and on YouTube. Well, thank you very much, Corey, for doing that. And our good old friend Dusty L. Dunn has reviewed the talk show as well. And, uh, well, he gave us a five-star review, lovingly so. He says, love the very informative and commercial talk shows. You jokingly mentioned Comical. the Comical. Damn it. Comical. Comical. <laughs> talk show. See, I, your reading has rubbed off on me. <laughs> yes. yes. Jokingly mentioned a segment to stump Josh. Okay. Pop quiz, buddy. I have a trailer I pull behind my Jeep. I want to make sure. I want to make the tires and rims match the ones on my Jeep. I know they make spacers where I can go to a different lug pattern. So how do I figure out the lug pattern I need to make it match my 5x5 on my JK? And is there anything I need to worry about when doing this? Well, you need the lug pattern to match the 5x5 on the JK. There's your answer. No, it really, when it comes down to what the axle is on the trailer. Like, I don't know if you have a tandem axle trailer, if it's a camping trailer, if it's just a little flatbed trailer or what. You know, is it a Harbor Freight fold-up trailer? They all have different sizes, axles and lug patterns and whatnot. And so I would just get your tape measure out. They're typically in the millimeter range. So you're going to have to do a little bit of a conversion. Just multiply your inches by point zero or times them by 25.4. That's it. That's the conversion. And, uh, and you'll be able to figure out at least roughly in the ballpark. Another way to do it is go to eTrailers.com. They are a massive source of information for anything towing related. Tammy For Thompson Forsyth reviewed the Jeep Talk Show. There's a familiar name. Who? She says, I love to be a part of this great team. Hashtag Black Jeeps Rock. What more can I say? <laughs> well, you could say a lot if you were here, Tammy. <laughs> and this is a cool one that we got. Now, guys, um, a few weeks ago, we had an Amazon You Bought What segment where we um, reviewed a, well, we didn't review, we were talking about a welder that somebody had purchased. And, and we had put out the, the call to action that if you were that person that had purchased or received that welder to give us a call and let us know how it works or what you're planning on doing with it. 
doing with it? Well, we got a voicemail uh, sent in via email, actually, in regards to a review on the welder that we had in the last Amazon You Bought What, which is on episode 259. He says, quote, I bought the Everlast welder you mentioned on the show last week and recorded a short review. I just went to the dark side and bought a Jeep after being a Toyota guy for several years. Your show was some motivation in making the change. Since the welder was going to be used most immediately to build the Jeep, I used your affiliate link for Amazon. I listened to many podcasts with these links, but the decision was easy. Anyways, it's a 1998 Grand Cherokee 5.9 Limited. Sorry, Tony, it's black. <laughs> I plan on adding some red and blue graphics later, though. I will install a Clayton long arm suspension and an Artec truss as well as a full cage in hopes that I can drive it like I used to drive my Baja Bug. More on that later. Love the show and I hope you find the review helpful. Ooh, red Jeeps are sexy. <laughs> I don't think that was his review. <laughs> Anyways, we got, we got this, uh, this voicemail, this recording from Mark, and he's going to outline pretty much uh, what his thoughts and, and plans are for this Everlast MIG welder. Hi, guys. This is Mark. You mentioned my welder on the You Bought What segment of the show last week, and I thought I'd give you a call and, and uh, let you know what I thought of the welder. Um, this is something that uh, I wound up upgrading an older Transformers-type welder that I've had for 25 years, and the main reason I upgraded it was, uh, was duty cycle. Um, the old welder had a pretty normal duty cycle of 20%, which means you can weld about 2 minutes out of 10, and then you got to let the welder cool down for the other eight minutes. Um, and if you don't, it, it kind of cuts the power back and your, your welds get cold and they're not as effective. So I wanted to get a new welder. Um, I have to admit I'm an Everlast fanboy. I've got a, uh, a plasma cutter TIG combo machine that I've had for about six years and it's performed really well for me. So I decided to, uh, to turn to Everlast for the, uh, for the MIG uh, machine. I got it. This machine has a 35% uh, duty cycle at 200 amps. So in the, the normal currents that I would weld at, uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of 130, 140 amps, um, it's almost approaching 100% duty cycle. So I'll get tired before the welder does, and, and I've had the chance to, uh, to fire it up and fab up an exhaust system. And, you know, the old welder worked good for, for many, many years, but the problem was, you know, once you had something all tacked together, uh, when you went to do the final welding, you are spending a lot of time waiting on the machine. So I did this exhaust system recently, and um, and it was a, a dual exhaust, a lot of uh, mandrel bends cut and welded together. Wow. Had the whole thing tacked together, and uh, and again, I had to I had to rest before the welder did. So I'm really really pleased with how this works out. Um, the other thing that's really impressed me is the uh, the heat control with my old welder. Once it was set up, and you'd start to weld on a given material. It would start out a little cold until it got heat into the material, and then the weld would kind of level out, and, and the rest of the weld would be good. But it wasn't consistent. This one has much better control, and um, although, you know, after 25 years with one welder, it takes me a little longer to get this one set up. Once it is, you pull the trigger, and uh, the weld stays nice and flat uh, all the way across from beginning to end. So I'm uh, really, really pleased with it. Sorry I couldn't uh, couldn't call in during the show. It's just a little late for my uh for my schedule, but uh, really enjoy the show and hope you guys enjoyed the review. Thanks. Bye-bye. Oh, we very much enjoyed the review. Yeah, Thank you indeed. very much for doing, taking the time to do all that. Yeah, thanks, Mark. Um, I, I really am impressed with this Everlast uh, MIG review here. Uh, really, that the whole you know duty cycle and stuff like that and the, and the, and the welder taking a minute to sort of heat up, actually. Um, you know, I knew about welder duty cycles and stuff like that, but 
you know, hearing that the Everlast really is, uh, you know, a far cry above and beyond a lot of the other guys out there, it sounds like this would be a great welder for something like, you know, uh, frame stiffeners on a Cherokee or, you know, a very large welding project, something like that. To hear about your, your mandrel bent uh, exhaust system, dual exhaust system, man, I'd love to see some pictures of that. I just love, you know, really crazy bends and, and really nice, yeah, nice, nice welded custom uh, exhaust system. So uh, thanks again, Mark, for, for doing that. Really appreciate you taking the time to do that. And hey, guys, if you have recently purchased an item from one of our affiliates or um, you know, something you've heard here on the show, by all means, drop us a line or record a review like Mark did here and let us know about it, and we'll find a way to get it here on the show. And I'll, I'll caution you, uh, small files like short reviews like uh, Mark did, a couple of minutes, uh, we can accept through email, but if the file gets too big, like over 10 megabytes, mm. it will return it to you. So yeah. uh, if you want to do a review for us, we do have Dropbox, and uh, we'll be more than happy to, to set you up a, a way of uh, copying that over to Dropbox for us. Indeed. So if you, if you have anything longer or anything bigger than about 10 megabytes, then uh, please contact us. We'll be happy to set it up. Was, we love hearing from you guys. So. Absolutely. We love the content. Oh, and, hey, I, Jeep, and, and I'm ahead, sorry. And, I, and real quick, I, I just want to thank Mark, uh, if we hadn't already, for you know purchasing that thing at Amazon, thanking oh, yeah. us before you went over there to purchase it. Uh, you know, not, not everybody remembers to do that. And uh, you'll, you'll find out what I'm talking about in our email. I, I got to give, give us a little pat on the back. I mean, he says that he listens to a lot of podcasts, and, and many of those also have affiliate or associate you know, programs set up. And uh, he said the decision was easy to, uh, to oh. give us the support. So once again, thanks, Mark. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. Hey, Jeep Junkies, you guys remember our midweek fix? Yeah, we did those, uh, what, last year, maybe the year before, a little something back in the past. Well, we've got something even better now. There's even more Jeep Talk Show to love. It's called the Jeep Talk Show Call-In Show. Tammy and Tony take the reins on this one. They take your calls live every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central Time. Now, don't worry about trying to figure out how to listen to the show and talk on the phone at the same time. Heck, we can't even walk and chew gum at the same time. The call-in line plays the live show right over your phone. All you have to do is call. Join us every Tuesday, 8 p.m. Central Time at jeeptalkshow.com. The call-in numbers are right there on the screen. Trust us, if it was easy as 1-900-JEEP, we would have done it already. <laughs> Don't forget to download this extra free content each and every week. Or better yet, subscribe to be sure that you never miss anything from the Jeep Talk Show. Yeah, having a lot of fun over there. And uh, for 2017, we're trying to do something a little different. We're trying to have guests on. So we'll do a little talking. Tammy and I will talk a little bit to the guest. And, I told uh, you, Tony, my schedule's really tight. So, you know, I'm only going to probably be able to give you maybe 25 or 30 weeks out of the year. Oh, that's <laughs> that's good to know. But uh, we are we already have several people that are interested in being guests on the show. And uh, the idea is we talk to them a little bit. Then you call in and you talk to them a little bit. So right. uh, hopefully you guys will uh, enjoy that and uh, bring even more interest to the, the Jeep Talk Show. You got tech questions? Oh, what do I ever have answers oh that's good because it's tech talk with jeep talk we're going to call this first time jeep buying 101 this week's tech topic comes in via email and if you would like something answered here on the show we'll stick around and i'll give you all the details of how to do that here in just a few steve martin wrote in this week with his question which is odd as i didn't know the famous actor was a jeep enthusiast but i digress he writes hey jeep talk show what would your advice be when looking for a new to me jeep thanks in advance steve well, Tony has bought three Jeeps in his life, at least, and at least one of them was brand new. I have owned dozens of vehicles and two used Jeeps in my life and have worked on literally hundreds of others. So, Steve, you've come to the right place. 
There are many factors involved in vehicle purchases. One of the biggest, of course, is going to be your budget, and we all want the best condition, most reliable and cool-looking Jeep that we can afford. I always put an emphasis on the mechanical condition way over the appearance of any vehicle. It doesn't matter how cool it looks or how capable it is. If it can't get you from point A to point B, what's the point? This is where a good understanding of vehicle's mechanics come into play. And if you're not a mechanic yourself, or at least very competent in the engine compartment, then it's best left to the professionals. And most auto repair shops will do a used vehicle inspection for under 100 bucks, sometimes as low as $60. A little chunk of change for a lot of peace of mind, and trust me, they really go through things. 20, 30, even 60-point inspections. Also, a thorough inspection may reveal things that even the owner didn't know or wouldn't divulge to begin with. In any case, here's a basic rundown of the more important things to check for when buying a used vehicle. The top priority is going to be obvious signs of leaks. Look, a lot of older Jeeps leak, and since I don't know the budget that Steve is working with here, we're going to go down right down the middle of this and pretend that Steve is on the hunt for something like, I don't know, maybe an early 2000s Jeep Wrangler TJ. Now, these typically run anywhere from about 5000 to the high teens, depending on mileage and equipment. Most of these come with the, the, four, the infamous 4-liter inline 6-cylinder and manual transmissions, but I go so far as to say that there are just as many automatics out there, but they may be a little harder to find. Speaking of transmissions, the fluid should be checked if it's an auto and it should be reddish with no burnt smell whatsoever. With the manual, there should be no slippage of the clutch, and the stick should engage all the gears smoothly and without having to pump the clutch. Either way, there should be no signs of fluid leaks from the tranny or the transfer case. Speaking of the transfer case, I swear to God, if I have to hear one more story of somebody buying a used four-wheel drive vehicle without putting it into four-wheel drive and running it for a minute, I'm going to start cutting people. Anyways, always drop it into uh, all positions of the transfer case, and make sure it drives both forwards and backwards several feet. Obviously, it's not a good, good idea to drive around in four-wheel drive on drive pavement, so use some common sense here and an ounce of caution, and you'll be just fine. Now, onto the drive lines. Grabbing the drive lines and reefing on them back and forth and up and down, there should be no play. Now it's going to give you a sign of the condition of the U-joints. Same goes with the steering. There's a dead spot or lack of response. Well, that could be a sign of worn components or even worse. Now, speaking of worst-case scenarios, you want to make sure that the vehicle you're buying has a clean title. Unless you're buying a strictly project Jeep, then stay away from branded or reconstructed titles. Vehicles with these have skeletons in the closet that may or may not come out to haunt you someday. Obviously, all the little things should work. Go through the rig and roll every window up and down. Turn on every light, indicator, cycle the fan, the heat, the AC. Honk the horn, go sick. Flip the hazards and let the vehicle idle for a while. Seriously, sometimes cooling system gremlins can appear if the vehicle is left running without moving for a while. If you can get the chance to check out the radiator before the engine is up to temp, well, the coolant should be green, free of rust, mud, and, well, especially oil. If this goes, and this goes both ways, guys. Checking the oil is also one of the first things that I do when buying a new-to-me vehicle. If there's any sign of moisture in the oil, if it looks muddy or like peanut butter or if it's glittery at all, <laughs> turn tail and run. That is all the signs of major mechanical problems. Other, other problems may show themselves on a test drive, which should always be the, more than just around the block. Let's say there's a shimmy or a driveline vibration that you're not going to know unless you get up to speeds of 50 miles an hour or more. You can't determine that if all you do is go around the block. As with any Jeep, you'll want to pay special attention to the front end. There are a ton of different components in the steering and suspension that can go where they can wear or go bad. So take your time here, go over things carefully, and it's always good to have a friend along for moral support and that you can bark directions to while you're under the Jeep looking for things that you can use to talk the price down. One last thing to consider is where the Jeep has spent its life and where it's come from. I'd stay away from any vehicle in or from the Rust Belt. That is any state that sees snow on a yearly basis and uses salt on their roads. Vehicles from these states are typically cancer-prone. 
Now, I'm not sure what your exact needs are, Steve. If you're looking for a Jeep as a commuter or if you're looking for the next, the next Jeep build, is Steve a family man? We don't know. Maybe he just needs room for his man's best friend and, and maybe a cooler. Is Steve planning on any modifications? I also don't know how Jeep savvy you are, Steve, and so a lot of this may be elementary to you. What I can say is this. If it's got rust, run. If it runs, drive it. And if it drives well, take it to someone who knows Jeeps well enough to help you out with a good, good inspection. Be wary of the mileage, but remember, if someone is taking good care of their Jeep, a couple hundred thousand miles isn't anything to shy away from anymore. And hey, Jeepers, let me know if you guys have a tech question that you would like answered here on the Jeep Talk Show. Go to jeeptalkforum.com or even on your smartphone. Hey, shoot me an email to info at jeeptalkshow.com with the subject line Tech Talk, and I'll be sure to answer your questions right here on the show. I know opinions are like assholes, and I'm going to go ahead and share my opinion. I was hoping that you would, Tony. <laughs> Because it'd be better than sharing an asshole, right? So uh, I would stay away from the four-cylinder in the Jeeps. Absolutely. Uh, if, if, if it has a four-cylinder in it, thank them very much. Actually, I would check before I went to see it. Because in, in my book, if it's got the, what is it, 2.8 that uh, is the four-cylinder? Uh, 2.5. 2. 2.5. If it has the four-cylinder in it, I'm not interested in it. I mean, because I would be doing a lot of work to put a 4.0 in there or maybe an LS. <laughs> but so uh it, i mean if that's if that's well within heavy. your wheelhouse steve yeah. i mean if, if an engine swap is in within your capabilities then you can get an amazing deal on on a on a four-cylinder wrangler i mean they can be had for under three thousand dollars sometimes so if an engine swap is within your capabilities then that might be a good i you know a great a deal but it's a lot of work to do an engine swap. it is and yet the ecm and everything else that goes along oh, with yeah it. So, but uh, I just want to mention that for all of you guys, I, I personally, and I'm sure there's lots of stories out there that my dad had a four cylinder for, you know, 95 years and it ran fine. And it, it just, it, it doesn't save you anything because it, it has the, the four cylinder has to work harder because of the weight of the vehicle, especially if yeah. you do any lifting or larger tires and stuff onto it, you'd be better off with the, the Torquey 4.0. Yeah. Cause I think that the, the mile per gallon rating on the four cylinders was like 20, 20 to 25 maybe and like on the six cylinder it was like 17 to 22 so i mean really you're gaining like three to five miles per gallon when the engine was new oh and the quality of the the engine is is much different the 4.0 <laughs> so is like got, forever yeah you got you know a couple hundred thousand miles on that four cylinder and you know i guarantee it's not getting any better gas mileage than the inline six so and i'd be yeah, surprised and maybe if maybe steve's looking for a commuter and he wants gas mileage you know i i don't know steve if you want to call the show and and let us know a little bit more specifically what you're looking for 530-675-4102 and we'd be happy to answer your questions in a little more detail oh and if you really want to save gas mileage get a standard because then go. you have more control over it than uh, what the automatic does now, how cool would it be to sleep on your Jeep? Trust me, I'd love to sleep on your Jeep, but you won't let me. <laughs> no, the Jamic is a hammock for your Jeep, guys. Whether you're on the trail, at the beach, or at the game, the Jamic provides a comfy spot to sit down or even lay down. Once you've taken the two minutes to install it, you can leave it in there forever. It fits with all OEM tops. When you're not using it as a comfortable hammock, it can be used to store a Mazda Miata's trunk's worth of extra gear. I'm serious. There's a lot of stuff going up there. The Jamic may also be used as a pet barrier, a windjammer, lounge chair on the back, roll bars, and a sling seat hammock off the Jeep. Go to www.jamic.com for more information. With over 6,000 units sold in a 30-day, no-questions-asked return policy, you can't lose. Go to www.jamic.com for the biggest sale of the year. Use coupon code JeepTalkShow, all one word, for $10 off. All Jamics are made in America. Jamic is a veteran-owned small business company. 
So just to make sure, uh, I actually bought a, a Jamek for my wife's TJ. And one of the things I read, which uh, we don't have in our copy that we read to people, is you can use it for storage. But they say don't put over 10 pounds of, of goodies up there. Uh, so you want to make sure that, uh, I mean, it'll, it'll hold, you know, a couple of people. But as far as, uh, I think it has more to do I with mean, you how much you want coming out and shooting out of, out of that while you're driving and hitting you in the head is, I but think, is more not, of a concern. Let's not put the tool kit up there is what no, you're saying, right? No, no. So 10 pounds. But maybe a couple of, maybe a pillow, an extra blanket, some gloves I'm or thinking a jacket, blankets, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, I'm thinking blankets and stuff would be perfect for that. And uh yeah. You don't have to worry about uh, uh, dogs and kids and everybody else putting their feet on them as they're getting the back. You just stick it up there uh, on the jammock. And actually, uh, I have not installed. I tried installing it in the front, and then my wife had to leave, and I have uh, not been out there to do it since. But we were going to actually install it in the back and uh, let her use it for uh, storage, like exactly that. Maybe even an umbrella uh, that would be up there. Because, you know, there's not a lot of storage in a, a Jeep TJ. So. Yeah, there's not. So, or, yeah, or the JK. Make use as much as you can. All righty. Well, let's get over to some uh, voicemails. Love our voicemails. Love hearing from you guys. And, uh, well, we have some fun tonight. Uh, so, actually, we do love from hearing from you guys. So, be sure and call our voicemail at any time you like, 24 hours, seven days a week. It's 530-675-4102. Or you can jump over to our website, jeeptalkshow.com, and leave us a message. Just click the Leave Voicemail button. So, let's start with uh, with Goose. Hey, guys. It's Goose. I'm going to try and leave you all voicemail again. Uh, today, I got a question because I'm trying to decide what kind of locker I should install into the Dana 44 that I'm building up before I slap it into the um, to the XJ. I, um, I'm leaning towards an aux locker, a manual locker, because I like the fact that there's no electrical wires for me to mess up. And I also don't want to go with an air locker because well, I've seen, you know, the air lockers are strong, but I've also had a couple buddies who've been out on the trail and they either couldn't get their compressor to work, they their air locker itself wasn't wanting to engage right. Yet I've seen guys with aux lockers, and these are the mechanical cable lockers that just slide a... Uh, Slide an actuator over the uh, differential house, or over you know the um, the housing for the for the locker, and then boom, that's it. And there's no needed power, you know. It's it's always working, you know what I mean. So I just wanted to get you guys' input. Um, I'm definitely not going to go with the lunchbox locker. That's what I have in the front end of my Jeep right now, and I love its performance. But I definitely think it is something. That should be reserved for maybe the front end if you have uh, lockable hubs uh, to reduce, you know, how much stress that puts on the other components whenever you're not hitting the trail. All right. I hope you all are having a good year so far. I'll talk to you all later. Bye. Having a great year so far. And I'll just throw in my two cents worth really quick here, Josh. Mm-hmm. I absolutely it. love the aux locker uh, and I yeah. love the idea of the manual engagement and disengagement. And you know exactly if it's engaged or disengaged. Absolutely yep. love it. The problem as I see it is, at least for me, is where do you mount the handle or handles? Handles because, you know, one for front, one for back. And the other problem is <laughs> if somebody else is going to drive your Jeep, how much explaining 
or a checkoff mm. sheet or they have to go through to know what to do or, or better yet, what not to do. You know, if you, you see these handles with the red dots I put on them, don't touch these <laughs> <laughs> or call me first before you use these. So if you have a family and you're trying to teach them about what to do and what not to do with your Jeep, then I think you've overcomplicated it. Now, if it's a, if it's you're, you're the only one driving it and it's a, or it's a dedicated trail rig. Absolutely. But that's why the reason why I went with the uh, ARB air lockers, because it is a flip of a switch and I don't have to worry about running the cable. I don't have to worry about really mounting any place down there low where the cable runs uh, for the ox locker uh, uh, cable lockers. But with that said, uh, ARB ox to me, either one would be the way to go. But I think you really need to have a selectable if you're going to do uh, daily driver uh, and um, want to make turns on the trail. Well, that's that's one thing, a little bit of information that we don't have. We don't know if this is going to be a daily driver, if it's going to be a commuter, if this is going to be a dedicated wheeler or a weekend warrior type of thing. Look, I, I am a very strong proponent for full case lockers. So you're going the right direction um, off the bat. Ox lockers are great. Mm-hmm. I would definitely put those up in my top three for sure. They are spendy, though. I mean, you're going to be looking at $900, you know, between eight and 900 bucks. That is a lot to drop on a single locker. Look, an ARB is going to be in that price range as well, if not more so. Yeah, it's a and of course, there's definitely more components to go along with that. Um, I would go ahead and offer a different option. Now, this, this is one that you may not have heard a whole lot of. It's the Grizzly Locker by Yukon. And they've been around for a very long time. I've vetted these myself personally. I've wheeled with guys who run these on big tires in little Jeeps. And trust me, these things are bomb-proof. And they absolutely work every single time. And the warranty on them is amazing. Trust me, do a little bit of research on these. The Yukon Grizzly Locker. They are a performer, trust me. And they do have one for the Dana 44. And it's going to run you a good $250 less than that Ox Locker. And and trust me, it's going to be just as strong, if not stronger. Excellent. And let us know what you do. I'm sure you will, Goose. But let us know what what you wind up with. All right, let's get over to Nick. Hey, guys. This is uh, Nick, long-time listener of the show. Uh, I have to call and air out my guilty conscience. A couple days ago, I purchased a new soft top for my Jeep TJ and completely forgot to go to your Amazon site. As many times as Tony's reminded me, I forgot to do it. So I thought I'd call and apologize and let you know I'm being punished <laughs> because I'm trying to install the top at night. It's about 42, 45 degrees. Oh, God. No. We're having a hell of a time with it. Yeah, I bet you are. No. But anyway, guys, keep up the good work. Thanks for doing what you do, and keep keeping. He's out there double fisting hair dryers, okay. just trying to warm the thing up. Yeah. Now wait a second. Wait a second. Let's listen to the second one, and you'll you'll get the punchline here. Okay. Hey again, Jeep Talk Show. It's Nick. I uh, call him with an update about oh twenty minutes after I left my first voicemail. Uh, finished putting on our soft top that we got for the TJ and. Ended up breaking the zipper out of the back window. <laughs> oh, so it shows oh, karma is a, a you-know-what. But uh, I've heard the uh, company ordered the top is a Rampage uh, trail top, frameless trail top. I've heard their customer service is pretty spot on. Hopefully they'll send me a new back window due to my stupidity. <laughs> but uh, there's my update. Well, we're not saying that he that karma came around and bit him on the ass because he didn't first go to jeeptalkshow.com slash Amazon. 
but we'll throw it out there just in case anyone wants to associate with that either. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I we I remember it couldn't have been more than ten episodes ago or so that we had a we had a a little bit of a discussion about you know soft top stuff, and I think Tammy uh, covered that in her regular talk or something, and we were talking about. Uh, manipulating the soft tops, regardless if it's OEM, best top, or you know, rampage or whatever, um, they got to be a little bit warm. Mm-hmm. Doing it in the sun, no wind. If you're going to do it the day at night, 45 degrees, Nick. No. Oh my goodness, buddy, you're glutton for punishment. That's like trying to put on those uh, two sizes too small Levi's after a Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> it, you know, park the Jeep in the garage or something. Bring the top inside. Crank the furnace for a little bit. Let it sit on the living room floor for a day or two and warm up. You know, and mm-hmm. and then do it. Anytime you're messing with the top on the top, your soft top on your Wrangler, guys, trust me, heat is your friend here. You know, if you got to be taking it off, putting it on, taking it off, you know, best to do it when it's warmer or if you can do it inside. It, it trust me, it will save yourself so much hassle. And well, taking, you know, Nick's example, maybe even save yourself some damage. So uh, I guess a day later, uh, after I'd read about him tearing that zipper, I, mm-hmm. uh, I sent him a text message and said, man, I started to send you a message letting you know, just sit it out in the sun. Don't get so anxious that you got to put it on right now. Sit it out in the sun, warm it up. And I'm so sorry I didn't tell you. He goes, no, it's all good. They're sending me another uh, another uh, back area. Oh, they are. Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. So awesome. Well, but, hey, but still, uh, you have to work rampage. Still, you have to go through all that stuff of all oh, crap, and I broke it, and so on and so forth. But Dude, but hey, nice to have a company with some great customer service behind you. So kudos to Rampage there. Yeah, it really is. So he's going to be okay, and uh, he'll get it uh, set up right. And it was a learning experience for him. So mm-hmm. uh, and and for you guys too. And fun, yeah, and fun for us to hear it on the show. Yeah, <laughs> sorry to you know, take enjoyment out of your uh, your misfortune there, Nick. <laughs> uh, yeah, but somebody's got to do it. I mean, it's either us or the wife, right? Yeah, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's probably both. Uh, okay, well, that's enough of that, as I often say. Amazon.com and the Jeep Talk Show present You Bought What? what? What did you guys buy this week? Oh, my goodness. There was a couple good items on this week's list, but what are we talking about here? Well, we're talking about the relationship that the Jeep Talk Show has with Amazon.com. Look, Amazon is probably the web's most famous online shopping sites, and you guys can buy anything there. You're going to find out just how anything we can get here. You guys, every week, use our link jeeptalkshow.com slash amazon it's going to take you right to amazon.com where you can do all your online shopping as you normally would but hey guess what we're going to get a little piece of the pie now amazon's not going to charge you anything more don't worry there's no additional markups it's just a great way to help support your favorite off-road podcast jeeptalkshow.com slash amazon now i think i'd have to actually go back and check the model number but i believe this is the same one i got and uh it has a uh yeah i believe it is a hundred percent duty cycle uh for mm-hmm. airing up tires or anything you want to do but this is a via air uh 400p automatic function portable compressor it was 214 dollars and 20 cents from amazon nice. uh with free shipping don't know if that's uh, prime only or just uh, free shipping some of those th- sometimes the uh, the third-party com- companies will do free shipping even though it's not part of amazon or, or prime Anyway, this is a 1200, uh, the 1200, 12 volt, uh, 150 PSI working pressure, 2.3 uh, cubic feet per minute, free flow at zero PSI, powered directly from the vehicle's 12 volt battery with alligator clips. Uh, oh, that's nice. So this must be one of those little portable ones. Uh, comes with a 40 amp inline fuse, it includes deluxe carry bag for the compressor hose and tire inflation gun. Great for inflating tires up to 35 inches. Not to be used on water wings or inflatable girlfriends. That's that's a good way to lose a girlfriend. Yeah. More holes than you want. 
Anyways, uh, well, this one's also coming out of a very strange place. This is a men's camouflage G-string thong bikini underwear brief. And there's <laughs> definitely nothing brief about this. It's 455 to 464, depending on <clears throat> size. Men's low-rise camouflage thong cut. Made from 100% authentic polymede spandex. Stretchy, soft, and smooth fabric for bind and pinch-free wearing. The patent-pending bulge pouch design is both sexy and comfortable. Perfect for swimming, stripping, casual wear, or getting arrested at Walmart. <laughs> Remember, you can purchase this item by first going to www.jeeptalkshow.com slash Amazon. Tested to hold 35 $1 bills. So we always like uh, seeing you guys going over to Amazon because that means we get a few cents for every purchase, but it's a lot of fun knowing that you thought about us first and seeing what crazy things you buy. I mean, oh, there was some other stuff on there, Tony, that I, I was a little reluctant to even put into oh, the wow. notes. Uh, there, there was a couple items there. And I was like, oh, ooh, okay. I was, I was oh. just going to say, I was just going to say, we need to get Dusty all done over there purchasing He might have been doing this. I don't know. And this now, is along you the, back that. in the day of uh, that, that Bane mask and crotchless underwear. But uh, no, this is, there, there are some good ones on the list this week. Look, guys, we don't see who's buying mm. what. No. Nope. We just see the items that are purchased, when they're purchased, and, and how much they were, they were bought. But we don't get to see who's buying what. So that's where all the fun comes in because you guys occasionally throw us a nice little curveball like some G-string thong camouflage underwear. And this has been tested. Homeland Security has tried to make us tell, and we we tell them. We don't know. We can't tell can't them. Do we, can't you know, do it. Go to Amazon, the ask them. We don't, we don't have the information. So they, <laughs> if anybody's knocking on your door, it wasn't us that send them, sent them to you. <laughs> we just found out what you bought. Oh, my God. I just can't believe that made it on the list. And we need to find out a little bit more about you guys out there, our beloved listeners. Hey, we'd like for you guys to just take a couple moments and head over and take our survey really quick over at jeeptalkshow.com slash survey. We're going to ask you a few simple questions to learn a little bit more about you, our listener, and find out, well, exactly who and what kind of person is listening to our show. Now, we know that Nikki G and the tin fat, tinfoil hat-wearing posse is, you know, one type of person, but we need to know who else is out there listening to the show. So do us a favor, jeeptalkshow.com slash survey, answer a few questions, trust us, we're not going to sell your information or use it inappropriately. No, I didn't sound like us at all. Speaking of not using it inappropriately, it's time for little Nikki G. From the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G. And I actually have to use my iPhone as a phone this week because for some reason it will not open up the SpeakPipe app. I have no idea. Apple is just, it decides every once in a while to just throw me for a loop. On the plus side, I can make a real long, boring phone call now. Jeremy uh, <laughs> asked everybody to call in their favorite Jeep moment. And uh, my favorite Jeep moment of this year was uh, a couple of weeks ago. I was driving up to the mountains because the authorities really uh, have a hard time finding me up there. <laughs> but uh, I was driving. I feeling a little hungry, and everybody knows I love Taco Bell. So I passed the Taco Bell, decided to hit the drive-thru. And it's amazing what they can do. 23 menu items with only five ingredients. That That is sheer genius. Anyhow, so I hit the drive-thru, give my order. When I got up to the window, my order was correct. Best day ever. <laughs> 
and uh, now that I have a little bit of time, I get uh talk about the jammock, the hammock for the Jeep. I don't have a Wrangler, but I think Cody summed it up best when he said, the jammock is so cool, it makes him want to go out and get one. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. I want to try, I, I would like to try one. But I don't have a Wrangler, I have a Cherokee, so I came up with my own version of the jammock. I call it the, the Nikik. <laughs> and it's made out of uh, durable polypropylene plastic, or in layman's terms, a trash bag. And instead of laying it out on top of the Jeep where you can sleep on top of your Jeep, I don't have a roll bar or anything to hang it from. So uh, I just spread it out underneath the Jeep, and uh, you can catch some good Z's there. <laughs> and for you guys that have a stock Jeep or perhaps even a Honda, you could uh, just uh, use somebody else's Jeep. Just pull into the Walmart parking lot, spread out your uh, Nikik, and uh, take a nice nap. Just uh, be mindful of the tires because they tend to move away a little bit. All right, boys and girls, I'll uh, chat at you later. And you he, have a good one. Bye. I thought he was going to go for a Nick tie or something <laughs> or a Nickerchief. Yeah. <laughs> All good ideas. Million other ideas there, Nikki. Yeah, the Jamic is a pretty cool thing, pretty cool idea. I, uh, uh, I'm anxious to uh, uh, get it set up in the back. The only problem is, is that we don't normally take the top off. We'll take the sides off with that best top that we have. We can just take the sides and the back off and leave the top there. So uh, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting. Uh, I, I, I really think it's going to be great for for storage mainly. But I seem to remember uh, seeing somewhere that you can actually use the Jamic, uh, and tie it onto the back of your Jeep and, and tie the other end of it on something else, like maybe another Jeep or something. Don't there quote me on that, but, uh, I think I, well, I don't see that. why you couldn't. No, uh, just a, a safety issue. Creative. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, oh crap. Tammy's not here. I was hoping oh, there would be sandwiches. Parking space. <laughs> do you hear me yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know i got the okay from her for us to give her a hard time about her procedure that she oh went she's a today. good sport yeah. i you know i i read that she uh she went what's she 23 or 30 hours or something like that without 35 eating? hours without eating good lord i couldn't do it i'm I, look I, i'm partially hypoglycemic so i can't go you know more than about a few hours without eating so right. uh, you know i can't imagine going that long goodness gracious but i decided to stay away from you know any teasing and stuff tonight so I, but i threw out the sandwich a sandwich joke in there anyway <laughs> anything going well, on with you i mean i know that the the holidays have been here so you probably haven't had much chance to do anything or even want to think about uh any work on your jeep yeah no it's uh it, one it's been extremely cold here um but two uh it's just the holidays and everything. Yeah. Between November and December, it's like all my focus and half my money goes, you know, into, into all that stuff. So mm-hmm. the Jeep has been put on hold until basically this month. Uh, and so oh. now it's back into getting, getting things in gear and, and getting things going again. So, um, what did you yeah, decide on the head? Are you going to get the, 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 the spare head fixed? Or are you going to pull this one off and uh, have it? No, I'm going to pull this one off and, uh, and have it gone through, uh, and, and have the, uh, have the valves all adjusted and, and whatnot. I'm going to be going with the, uh, with the Bell pro, uh, metallic style, uh, uh valve cover or not valve, uh, head gasket. Right. Um, I've already got that ordered and, and on its way. Uh, so yeah. And the turnaround on this is going to be relatively quick. I already talked to the machine shop and, and look, they do a lot of Jeep work and they know oh, these good. things inside and out. So, 
Uh, that's why I went with them. I didn't talk with these guys a couple of times. They're local to me. They're just right around the way. It's about a eh, seven to ten minute drive for me, so not too terribly far. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and uh, they're going to have me back up and running in less than a week. I'll have that head back, and and he said might even be like a two day turn. So that would be really cool. Yeah, I wish I had a good machine shop that I could trust around here. I mean, there may there very well may be plenty, but I just don't know. Um, the one I used was one that Matt uh, has used a lot up in Conroe. Oh, okay. So, uh, boy, they just did beautiful work on the head that I've got on my Jeep right now. Uh, well, I went. I started calling around and talking with places and looking for for those who advertised that they did specifically Jeep heads. Now they mm-hmm. obviously do. They do a lot of other head work as well. Well, you but, have to. But this yeah. particular shop, they they they've got a guy who actually owns an XJ. Uh, he he's he's a jeeper of sorts. I don't know how much of a jeeper, but he says, you know, hey, I've got a Cherokee and I wheel it, so you know, I'm I haven't even seen it, so I don't know. That'd be good enough um, for me, right? That's what I'm saying. And look, it's, this is a shop. They've got a Jeep owner there. They've been they've been around for I don't know, 15, 20 years or something like that. Um, it was either between them or this other shop that's literally been around for I mean, sixty some odd years, something like that. Um, but they were a little bit more expensive, and they're clear across town. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, they've got a stellar reputation, but I just didn't really want to spend an hour drive just to go oh drop something off. Yeah. You know, so it's one of those things where it's like, eh, I'm not really don't want to do that. So I'll keep it a little bit more local, save myself a few bucks. And I've already kind of, you know, done some research on these guys. They seem to be pretty, pretty legit. So I'm going to go with these guys. Good. Well, I hope we uh, all, we all hope we hear more from that really soon. And well, yeah. And good well, luck. I was going to say on once it. I get this thing up and running and and finish it. And look, if they do a good job, I'll give them, I'll be sure to give them credit here on the show. And if they screw me, I'll be sure to give them credit here on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Did you give them a business card? Yeah. Uh, well, uh, no, not yet. I, I haven't. I haven't been there. I've only talked to them on the phone. So I, I know where the shop is. I've driven past it several times. It's on my way to a to a buddy's house. Um, but, uh, but no, I'll be sure to drop off a bunch of Jeep talk show stuff for him. Uh, once I, once I drop off the head. So whenever you go there, uh, and you go to hand them the card, I want you to do the, yeah. Uh, what is it? How do you say, uh, I'm kind of a big deal uh, here. Oh, I, I just want to give you this. I don't know if you know card. this or not. <laughs> kind of a big uh, deal. Hand them the card nonchalant. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, there'd be a lot of good things happening for you for a 20% discount. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be a shame. This is a nice place you have here. It'd be a shame if something happened to it. <laughs> well, I don't have much of nothing going on. I, I had a, a week off. Actually, I think I took 11 days off right around Good Christmas gracious. time and did absolutely nothing uh, having to do have with the Jeep. And, well, I always feel bad because it comes down to the last day and I go, okay, got to get out there and oh. do this. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm just the opposite. I, I'm so busy all the time that like when I do take a weekend to myself and just don't do much of nothing but, you know, catch up on some TV or whatever, I kind of feel guilty because it's like, well, I haven't done anything. You know, it's like I feel like I should be doing something or right. I should be up and running around and, you know, no. Well, I got all these I got all these toys to put on. I mean, I've got the lockers. I've got the air horn. I got the air oh, compressor. All these, I mean, none of these things are, are, are necessary for me to get back and forth to work. So, it, it, and also, too, I have a tendency to sit here in front of the computers and do things for the show, uh, yeah. promoing and things. So, I'm not, I'm, it's not that I'm not doing anything. I'm just not going out and outside and working on the Jeep and getting these, these cool things uh, on there or these things done, that, these projects that I've had for a long time. And, uh, of course that, that keeps me from being able to go and do things with the Jeep, which, you know, I've got cameras that I've purchased that I'd like to use because I can set them up with multi angles and take an off road and all kinds of crap. I just haven't done it. Good footage. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be fun to, to play on the show. And uh, I could get more stuff from uh, from our listeners about, hey, who photoshopped your Jeep into off-road? Because I know it hasn't been <laughs> off-road. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, the Jeep's running great. Uh, no issues, um, really. I... Uh, yeah, I, I got. I don't know if I mentioned I've got a cracked head. I'm a cracked header now again. And on the uh, on the '99 or the '98? No, the one I drive, the '98. '98. That one that's about uh, three years old, four years old. And I think that the, the the basic design flaw is, and I didn't know this until recently. I was looking up things that you could. Uh, uh, actually, I was looking up those little donuts that go on the uh, exhaust header that attach to the flange or the exhaust flange. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I didn't realize, but those things are, are fairly synonymous with long bolts with springs, and the idea is is that it allows that that whole joint to move. The donut keeps it sealed, but the little springs that are on the bolts allow the thing to move around, so it doesn't put I pressure. Have you never have seen that springs on my bolts? Nobody does. It's not a stock Jeep thing, but when I was looking at that donut, I saw those long bolts and springs, and the whole idea was it keeps it sealed, but whenever the motor's moving, it's independent of the exhaust system, it allows it to flex a little bit. And but I that's thought, not and, where your leak is, though. You have an actual crack somewhere. Right, but the crack is because it, it, it's, that it, it's all one piece going all the way back because it's bolted hard uh, to the, the exhaust system. So yeah, if, but the exhaust system has several hangers, which are on rubber mounts, and of course, the everything is as one unit. But you also have, you know, so a little bit of movement in with the motor mounts and stuff like that. But you've got Brown Dog motor mounts. There shouldn't be a whole I lot know. of movement in that engine. So I'm, I'm really I confused know. because that is the number one reason why headers crack well, is it, is because of excessive engine movement. In my in my head, that is exactly the reason why it is. But with Brown Dog motor mounts. Both on the the uh, unibody and on the block, there is not a lot of moving going on there. No, no. So that's why I'm really I'm really kind of intrigued as to as to how that how that happened. I mean, you might be onto something there, Tony. So um, being that one joint. Now, I've I've heard of people getting rid of their downpipe in well, not getting rid of it, but chopping <laughs> it and putting in a flex joint. Yeah. It's basically just a flexible piece of exhaust tubing that can kind of move around a little bit. Right. And they've they've had ones that kind of look like a you know, bendy straws, and they have other ones yes. that look like uh, look like they're woven almost. Yeah. Um. And and either way, they do the same thing. Uh. But uh. But I don't know if that's the ultimate fix or not. I, I've heard people say bad things about those things. So you know, I don't I don't really know. Yeah, uh, I think that actually Matt was the one telling me about the uh, the the little. Um, <laughs> I guess you could also look at it as like the uh, the hose for the going from the dryer outside you know where it oh, plugs sure. back the dryer uh obviously not the same stuff but kind of the same idea <laughs> and uh i like the i like the long bolts with the springs better so um anyway i uh i, I know it's not the recommended thing to do but i don't want i don't feel like buying another header and the thing i don't i don't mind getting the header i just don't feel like replacing it so i think what i'm going to try is some header exhaust uh what do you call it uh, band-aid gauze the the stuff that you you, you put on the the uh, the, the header no, header header wrap is not wrap. going that's just it's it's i mean it's kevlar cloth it's not going to seal anything no i'm not looking to seal it i'm just looking to to uh, muffle it muffle it yeah make it make okay. it sound a little bit better for for right now and i figured right. that'd be the simplest thing to do so I, i've got that stuff to put on there and uh, depending on how i feel i'm going to try to do that this weekend I actually got some uh, some very high temperature tape uh, as well 
and I was going to try to put the high tech tape and then uh, put the header. What do you call that stuff? Uh, it, it is it's exhaust wrap. tape. I mean, it's yeah, exa- ex- exhaust wrapper. Right. You know, whatever. Um, but uh, yeah, man, that the, the high temperature tape stuff is garbage. I, I've tried using it before, and it, it, you basically have to have your exhaust at temperature. Um, because the stuff is almost like like woven plastic, it it, it melts and kind of creates a a, a pseudo seal, mm. but it's not easy to use and it doesn't work very well. Yeah. Um, the closest thing that I have ever come to a a decent temporary exhaust leak fix is um, uh, what is it? It's not new steel. It's um, yeah. It's it's like it's like sintered metal in a can mm. almost. Um, and and it's it's. It, Combine that with like JB weld, but at high temperature. Right. And and I used it to seal up a cracked header, and I got a good three months out of it before yeah. it started leaking again. That's what I was reading. I saw some of that stuff, and some of it is as high as like sixty bucks, and uh, you know goes to temperatures. I, I, I spent like thirty dollars on a little jar that yeah. you know could contain like four marbles. I mean, it was you know tiny amount, but it was enough. I mean, you don't need a whole lot. Well, but, I read uh, a lot of again. I mean, it's I read a lot of what you're just saying. It lasts. Very, very short time. I yeah. mean, if you get a year or two years out of it, that'd be fine with me. But months? Oh, no. You're, oh, my, come yeah, on. You're, you'll be lucky to get three months. Yeah. So I'll probably be getting another one. But for I'm going to try that uh, that hitter exhaust wrap or the exhaust wrap. Can I wrap, propose an alternative? Well, I've already got the, the wrap. So, but yeah, go ahead. Weld it. I don't have a welder. Well, I know you don't have a welder, but you could take the the exhaust manifold off. Well, if I'm gonna take it off, Honda I'll just put another one on there. and go down to the no. you know, local I'll well, just, you know shop and, and just have them do it, throw a bead on it real quick. I'll just take it. I'll just put another one on there if I'm gonna take it off. What I'm trying to do is oh. keep from having to take it off. Oh, well, I mean, eventually that crack's gonna get bigger, and you're gonna be left with no choice. Yeah. Well, if I put some flexible joint on there where it's connected to the, and I think that's what's causing the crack. I think that's because I've had like three now and they've all cracked in about the same place. How many have you gone through since the brown dog motor mounts? Just the one. Oh, okay. Okay. But the other ones had the new motor mounts. So Hmm. anyway, all right, well, let's get over to some uh, wheeling wear. Hey guys, this is where we normally talk about what events are coming up in your neck of the woods and around the nation. But, well, Jeepers, this is the time of year when the clubs and the parks start planning their yearly schedules, setting the dates for events and fundraisers and whatever else is us nutty off-roaders are planning for. So why don't you let the Jeep Talk Show get the word out for you? You got something coming up this spring? Well, let us know. How about that yearly event your local club or off-road parts store always puts on? Well, let us know, and we'll get the word out to our tens of thousands of listeners. Last year, we helped dozens of Jeep clubs and off-road groups raise awareness for their event or cause. Don't let 2017 be a lackluster year, Jeepers. Send me your calendars now, and we'll be sure to give everyone plenty of notice. Address those emails to info at jeeptalkshow.com. Make sure you put something in the subject line about your event. Here's to a great 2017. That's a great idea, Josh. It's January, and this is the perfect time to remind people to to send that information in. We'd, we'd love to have that. We love letting people know what's going on. Uh, it, it brings them to the show so they'll know what's going on, and it lets uh, you get the word out to a uh, through a very popular uh, Jeep-centered uh, uh, podcast. So uh, it, would, uh, it would behoove you to get us that information, just uh, as Josh was saying, to send us your uh, events for the year at info at jeeptalkshow.com. Well, if you're watching us on YouTube, we want you to know that Jeep Talk Show is also available in audio-only format. Great for listening to, uh, while commuting or working on your Jeep. Subscribe via iTunes, TunedIn, Google Play, or iHeartRadio, and never miss an episode. 
So, uh, speaking of subscribing, you now can subscribe with your money. Yes, you can contribute directly to the show via PayPal. Just go to JeepTalkShow.com and look for the orange button that says subscribe. You can select from uh, $12 a year all the way up to, gosh, like 48 bucks or something. But, uh, you know, you don't have to pay to, to listen to the show. Uh, we appreciate it if you would because it helps us do more things with the show. But it's the most important thing is that you listen as you come here every week and listen to us. So you can cancel that subscription at even any time. Even if you don't subscribe, we appreciate you taking time to listen to our show. That's right. You guys know they can take up to four days for your favorite podcast episode to show up on Apple iTunes. Look, we always are promoting Apple iTunes, guys. It's a great way to get the show. But it's true. iTunes is a great free service, and we appreciate everything that they do for us. But we want our listeners to get the Jeep Talk Show as quickly as possible. That's why we're recommending that you guys, all of you out there who are using iTunes, subscribe to the podcast. No multi-day delay. You'll get the newest episode so much quicker. Open up iTunes, search for Jeep Talk Show, and hit the subscribe button and never miss a great, funny, and informative podcast. Hey guys, speaking of subscriptions, we need your subscriptions over at our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Show. It's how we bring the show to you guys live every Thursday, 10 p.m. Central, so you can really help us out by subscribing. Tell a friend as well and get them to do the same thing. You know, I think of the show being like the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Whenever you say uh, you. every 100 subscribers we get a cookie, the whole audience goes, cookie! <laughs> Join the Jeep Talk Show uh, team. We're looking for volunteers to manage our vast social media presence on the web. <laughs> you can be the Jeep Talk Show's social media voice. Send email to info at jeeptalkshow.com to find out more. <gasps> Well, that's it for this week, guys. Wherever you're wheeling, if you pack it in, make sure you pack it out. Let's leave our outdoor recreation spots in as good, if not better condition than they were when we arrived. Remember to always tread lightly, stand on designated trails, and don't wheel where you're not supposed to. If you'd like to learn more about the tread lightly principles and how you can help keep our trails and public lands open for offer use, head over to www.treadlightly.org. <laughs> I love doing that fact. <laughs> hey, guys, if you want to have more fun with me and my silly voice, well, go check me out over at thevoiceofjosh.com. It's my voiceover business, and I'd love to work with you. We love having, uh, hearing, you, hearing you guys having us here uh, uh, in your house every week, and uh, we will see you next week. And uh, Tammy's scheduled to be back, so we'll right. hear from her. If we let her back, we'll see. We'll, we'll, see we'll hear from her. Let me ask you a quick quick uh, question here, Josh. Sure. In the show notes, it says, uh, normally it says Tammy plugs. With mm-hmm. what she went through, did you anything cross your mind as far as any wise <laughs> comments? or No, I didn't. It's just me then. <laughs> it's just me. Okay. Anyway, you guys have a great Jeep week. <laughs> I can't believe you. I'm sick. I'm telling you. (laughs) I'm telling you. It's just me. I'm just sick. Sick in the head. (laughs) 